Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is the first of a couple of episodes we'll be doing this week on COVID-19 vaccines and the latest developments around that subject. In today's episode, we'll give you a quick explainer on some concerns about a vaccine candidate from Bharat Biotech that emerged over the last few days. That is after Haryana Health Minister Anil Vij, who was a trial participant for the vaccine, tested positive for COVID-19 two weeks after being given a shot. So how do we understand and interpret news like this? Given that as the possibility of a vaccine now looms ever closer, we are likely to hear of more incidents like this and more reports. What we'll try and explain in this podcast is that infections among some participants are actually part of the clinical trial design for most vaccines, including the one by Bharat Biotech. Exactly how that works, I'll leave to my guest today to explain. That's Jacob Koshi, the Hindu's deputy science editor. We'll also go over some of the latest developments with regard to clinical trials for all the major vaccine candidates. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Jayant. Great catching up. Right. Uh, so, big story uh, of the past few days, um, and you have an article also about this in the paper today. Yeah. Um, there was some confusion about the Bharat Biotech vaccine. Of course, vaccine is on uh, the top of everybody's minds right now, as it's looking like it might, a number yeah. of candidates might imminently become available. Mm-hmm. So, there was a bit of confusion because uh, there was this minister who had, who was a trial participant for the Bharat Biotech vaccine. Yeah. But soon after that, he uh, tested positive, uh, you know, after taking this trial shot, yeah. he tested positive for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So uh, just let's just sort of lay it out there. What was the, I mean, what, what happened there and what was the confusion about? Okay, so Bharat Biotech, uh, along with the Serum Institute of India in Pune, they are, the, they are our, India's two vaccine companies that are furthest ahead in uh, developing uh, or being part of a vaccine that is expected to be widely available in India. By furthest ahead, it means that they are both part of phase three clinical trials, which is the last stage of uh, clinical trials of testing a vaccine in which it is tested in, uh, you know, in, in the thousands of people and at multiple trial sites. So Bharat Biotech's vac- tra- candidate vaccine is called uh, Covaxin. Covaxin is being tested. It is now it has passed preliminary trials, phase one, phase two, and it is now being tested in nearly 28,500 people. That is the number of people who will be tested as part of the phase three trials. Now, one of these centers was in a hospital in Haryana. So what happened was the Haryana health minister, as part of you know publicity 14 days ago, had agreed to be a volunteer in the vaccine trial. And, you know, it was, and he's not uh, exceptional in that. There have been several ministers, several prominent personalities, you know, at different locations, you know, who publicly claim that, you know, they will, they are taking, uh, they are participating as a volunteer, uh, you know, for this test vaccine. So he had got himself inoculated and 14 days later, that was just uh, day before yesterday. I mean, he tweeted saying that he had tested COVID positive. Now, on the surface, it does look like 
he is the guy who got a vaccine shot and now he's tested positive. So does this mean that the vaccine is a failure? Absolutely not. So how it works is this, is that Anil Vich, the Haryana health minister who got himself inoculated, was a participant in the vaccine trial. That means that the, the trial vaccine is given as, as two doses. Each dose is 28 days apart. And every dose that you get could actually be the real vaccine or a placebo or a, or a placebo or a dummy vaccine, so to say. That is part of the trial design. So once you get the, uh, even the doctor or even the patient, even the administrative doctor and the patient, they do not know who is getting a actual vaccine and who is getting a dummy shot. So there is no way to know that, you know, Anil Vij actually got the vaccine, at least that's how it is supposed to be. If everybody knows who's getting what, then it kind of defeats the entire purpose of the trial and it wouldn't be looked upon kindly by the regulator. That's at least that's what the rules say. So we can one we can rule out one part that is, you know, we don't know whether he got the actual vaccine or not. The second part is part of the, the, the trial design, that is the way they test these vaccines, is to determine something called vaccine uh, efficacy. That is to determine the, the relative uh, benefit in people who have got the vaccine uh, or the rather the volunteers who have got the vaccine compared to the volunteers who did not get the vaccine so for it is this now this comes into medical statistics but how this works is that you know there have been 28500 people who have been recruited to be um, to be volunteers and who will be inoculated over 28 days now how the company works is once this has happened, once all these people have got their uh, vaccine shots, they will be continuously monitored. They will be evaluated, blood samples will be taken. They are supposed to report their health status at various points of time. And the company will wait for 130 COVID infections across this, uh, you know, across this group, across the first one, 130 infections, so to say. Once they have uh, 130, uh, they will see how many of those 130 have, were actually where among those who got the vaccine and how many uh, uh, did not get the vaccine. And then they will compare those two ratios. And that's how you get figures like, you know, uh, 90, there was a 90% of those who got the vaccine were uh, protected as opposed to those who did not get it. This is a very standard process. Everybody from Pfizer, Moderna and, uh, you know, the Oxford AstraZeneca group, the Russian Sputnik V vaccine, they all follow the similar trial design. And that's how Pfizer, Moderna, they have been able to claim vaccine effic uh, efficacy of 94%. Somebody, Moderna has, again, uh, 95. Sputnik V, again, is 92. Oxford is uh, between, six, uh, between 60 to 90. You know, they've got a, because they did different kinds of dosages, for instance. It's all based on this way. They, it is expected that a certain number of people will get sick. And after that, you can make a comparison, so to say. The same idea, but they also used, uh, you know, those who have fallen, who have, even if they did test positive, did any of those guys go on to develop severe disease? That is also something that you will check. Many of the vaccines actually are now, uh, you know, one of the things that they're looking for is, okay, it's good to be good. It's good if the vaccine generates enough uh, of an immune response to completely protect against the virus. But it's also good if uh, the immune response is sufficient to prevent severe disease, so to say. That is also, I mean, and that is one of the endpoints of, you know, all of these trials. 
so pfizer has sought emergency approval in uh, in uh, india based on you know the fact that you know their vaccines had a 90 plus percent efficacy and uh, none of the people uh, contracted severe disease so falling sick is uh, you know is expected and it is 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 in no way an indication of the vaccine efficacy but yes if lots of people are falling sick and uh, that that we emerge in the trials and then that would lead to different discussions on whether the vaccine works or whether should more people be recruited uh, are there specific uh, age groups that are more vulnerable that is all a discussion for a later date right uh, so if i can just press you on one thing um uh, just to get an explanation of this uh, preventing severe disease bit mm-hmm. um i did read uh, pfizer and i think moderna also i I, I think that the, their finding was that it prevented uh, severe severe disease. Yes. Um. How? So. Um. If you could just take us over how how that is determined once again. So. Um. You. You. It, is that is that a figure that's sort of computed from the number of people who are who do fall sick during yes. the vaccine trials? Yes. So they actually monitor. So all people, all participants are continuously monitored over. Actually, a vaccine trial. That is why. That's the reason why a vaccine. a uh, trial can actually last for years but in now we are in an accelerated uh, format so there are shorter i mean these follow ups are done over weeks and months even these trials even in their accelerated format are expected to last for you know at least 6 or 7 months a lot of things actually have to be determined whether there are severe adverse events whether uh, you know there are uh, reactions uh, unexpected uh, you know fallout etc so all of this can only be revealed over time the severe disease we all know that you know i mean the so far the odds seem to be that you know 80 to 85% of um, of of it, of those who contract uh, who test positive uh, will not uh, get will not be severely ill it's only about 15% who will yeah. probably be need to be hospitalized and uh, 5% who would need critical care and the death rate is about 1% 1.5% in india at least so uh, this is the uh, these are the odds that we are looking at so it is highly critical that you know to to see if a vax to to see if the uh, your candidate vaccine at least has the ability has the ability to protect from severe disease because testing positive per positive per se is not uh, you know is not a damning kind of situation so that is a very valuable endpoint that uh, trial makers will look at another point is uh, i discussed vaccine efficacy now this efficacy is calculated based on volunteers who are physically present who have been evaluated in the trial remember these are people who will be getting the best quality of care they are they are being supervised in the lab conditions vaccine effectiveness is a whole different concept vaccine effectiveness is how good the vaccine is once it's actually rolled out you know everywhere that's where you know uh, because this that is a whole different ball game because vaccine in uh, laboratory conditions are preserved well kept well at the right temperatures once outside you are exposed to the environment some of the vials won't work some there will be breakage uh, people might not show up for the second dose you know all of those complications get in and that will be revealed only over time as to how effective a, a particular vaccine is now that can only be done however once a vaccine is actually approved and you know uh, is passed by the regulator and it is companies do something called post marketing surveillance to actually uh, continuously check uh, and their hospitals are expected to report back uh, you know cases of 
you know, severe adverse events, etc. And this monitoring is done. So effectiveness is the ultimate uh, proof of a vaccine over the long term. But you can't ever get effectiveness unless you know the vac vaccine's efficacy, which is uh, a prerequisite for it to be cleared, so to say. Right. Um, so just to sort of uh, pan out a little bit now and talk about the, uh, the state of all these vaccine trials and candidates in India at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. We did carry a story last week, um, this Duke University report that um, basically gave procurement figures of various countries and the number of vaccine um, yeah. doses that they've ordered. Um, it's notable there that actually Bharat Biotech doesn't figure in the in India's um, you know, mm -hmm. procurement uh, total. Um, okay. What's the reason for that? So uh, I would imagine the procurement is based on numbers given by uh, facilities such as COVAX, which is a which is an international kind of uh, consortium which is coordinating vaccine trials and procurement as well as distribution of vaccines to uh, needy countries. So most of their figures uh, rely on estimates uh, like that. Serum, AstraZeneca, because they are part of COVAX, you know, would probably be counted among that. Bharat Biotech, I mean, I'm not sure it has actually been pre-qualified or, you know, or has not, probably not uh, applied to it. Uh, yeah, to UK. Again, these figures, there is no gov gov the government of India still has not really committed to an order book for any number of vaccines. Let's be very right. clear about these are speculate, these are estimated figures. These are based based on the population then. So there, there is India, which is, uh, you know, which has got such a huge population. It is expected uh, that, you know, a certain faction will have to get vaccines. And we know that India actually has got multiple candidates. I mean, we had, we've only discussed Serum and Bharat Biotech, but there is Zydus Cadena, Zycov V, uh, there is Sputnik V, there is, uh, you know, uh, Genova, which Biofarm, who's, which hasn't even started trials yet, but is going to be, if it all goes through, will be India's first mRNA vaccine. So right. all of them, uh, but that's, they're in early phases of trial. So it's only after they pass a certain number of criteria will probably I don't know, tenders would be out to discuss, you know, how many, what is the kind of assured supply that, uh, you know, India is going to get. So because Serum is part of COVAX and, you know, through COVAX, India is committed to get a certain percentage of vaccine. India, however, has said that, you know, it plans to inoculate at least 30 crore people from uh, high priority groups in the first six months. So I'm guessing that, you know, uh, 30, uh, you know, this would mean 300 million, I guess. And uh, this would, this, this could mean that, you know, only a serum alone cannot ever meet such a demand, you know, in such a short time. You would need several kind of buyers. So I guess once trial results become more uh, available and depending on what drug re regulators rule, you know, these uh, numbers could be modified and even Bharat Biotech probably and it's, it's quite widely expected, are going, is going to be a major supplier of uh, India-based vaccines. But first, we need to know that those, those vaccines actually work. Right. Um, so, you know, the Serum Institute um, of India, the, uh, they, they've asked for emergency authorization use for the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine, mm -hmm. uh, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, so, you know, based on what we spoke about the, these trials, and uh, there's, a, there's a number, you know, in mm -hmm. the way in which this efficacy is calculated, yeah. Um, does the fact that uh, they've asked for this emergency authorization, do they mean they're completely sure of it or do these trials still continue now? So we really don't know because Serum has not made any details public about on what basis have they uh, approached 
the regulator for emergency use authorization pfizer moderna sputnik v they have all disclosed their efficacy data to uh, you know publicly you know at you know all of last uh, all of last month whereas serum has not serum because uh, has a tie up the serum vaccine is the astrazeneca vaccine essentially so yeah it is basic it is the it is the data of the uk in terms of efficacy that will uh, you know that this that serum will present to the to the indian regulators for uh, you know to make a case for the vaccines available in india too the and that is that is part of uh, you know the regulatory process i mean a imported vaccine can be approved if it is approved by a regulator elsewhere because uh, if it's by a regulator elsewhere can be uh, you know can be approved for use in india though astrazeneca still hasn't been given an approval anywhere uh, you know even internationally serum has not discussed any efficacy data of its indian trial so we, we but other punawala the ceo two weeks ago had said that you know they would be uh, uh, not they definitely would be applying for emergency use authorization you know within december and uh, he has just publicly announced that but there is nothing else known one thing that goes uh, that is going for serum is because other than the uk efficacy trials is that the vaccine can needs to be stored only in 2 to 8 degrees centigrade unlike the pfizer and moderna vaccines that require you know uh, you know minus 25 or you know even lower which is the kind of those are those that level of cold state cold storage facilities isn't available in india so you know right. we uh, this looks like a pretty good bet for us you know in in terms of uh, or oh, you know what is happening but if you're just looking at data from a regulatory perspective nothing so far is public yet as to on what basis have they applied for it right uh, and jacob just another point that i wanted to clarify um like this bharat biotech uh, vaccine is a two shot thing i think the shots are given 28 days apart yeah uh, two doses um are, are, are most of the other vaccine candidates also two shot there any sort of there is no single of... yes there is no single shot vaccine all of them are 28 day uh, you know given 28 or 21 days uh, apart because that is the kind of time that is required for the immune system to Uh, you know i mean the first shot is given as, as as a kind of a teaser shot and the though they have both the same quantities in terms of 0.5 ml from what i understand but it's only in the second shot that you know you actually get a boost so to say and the antibody production is you know is much higher so nobody the ultimately now this is this is how vaccine development actually evolves you know over time you start out with the most coarser inconvenient so it's actually practically quite inconvenient to go twice and you know especially for something that has got such massive demand so logistics yeah. is going to be a is going to be massive it's, next year is going to be just a very very crucial year in terms of just how these vaccinations are going to undergo be going but as time progresses back you know it becomes possible to to have a single shot or it becomes possible that you know they can be nasal drops they don't need to be injected etc so all those modifications and designs are part of typical vaccine development but as of now everything is a two shot vaccine right okay right uh, jacob so just wanted to reiterate for our listeners uh, the sort of first point that we began with because i think news like this may uh, come out more frequently yeah. so it's not that we should interpret um, you know data coming out or perhaps isolated cases of uh, of somebody uh, getting the vaccine and then testing yeah. positive 
uh, in this trial stage at least that's not necessarily an unexpected development not at all right? not at all right uh, jacob thank you i think we've covered a lot in that conversation thank you for joining us uh, on this podcast my pleasure jayant bye in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon